Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Hi, I'm Kat, compulsive overeater and sugar addict. Hi, Kat. Hi, Kat. Kat. And I'm really glad. Um, thank you, Joe, for asking me to speak at this meeting because I'm glad that this meeting focuses on relapse because I need to, yeah, I need to talk about that right now, and I think it's important. Um, yeah, so I'll share briefly about what it was like. Uh, I came into program. I've been into program in program like two years and a few months now. Um, I'm about to celebrate 10 months of abstinence out of my relapse. Um, it hasn't, uh, I want to share really quick, like it hasn't been, my food has been perfect every day, but I haven't eaten sugar, binged, touched anything. I don't eat anything sweet uh, in 10 months. It's just a hard limit. I live, I live in an apartment where I, there hasn't been sugar in this apartment. I haven't had a binge in this apartment yet. So that's kind of cool. It's like my, my, my sacred space. Uh, so yeah, um, what it was like, I came into program in 2018. I weighed 70 pounds more than I do now. I didn't come into this program to like lose weight. I would, there was a lot of body positivity stuff in my generation, but I came in here because I couldn't stop eating and I was really, really, really depressed. Um, some things, you know, quickly from my childhood, like I came from a family of people that all had very tricky relationships with food. Uh, my grandma taught me how to cope with food. I wasn't getting a lot of love at home and I would go to my grandma's and I would binge eat. I would steal food even when, even though it was, a, I was encouraged to eat whatever I wanted. So like, that's how I know that like I was a compulsive eater is like, I was still stealing food and like steal, still hiding. I was eating. Um, and then I became an adult. I moved to the Bay area. Um, and I just, I don't know, for years and years, I just ate through life. I smoked a lot of pot too. So like, I just don't remember, I don't remember chunks of my life. I don't remember chunks of my childhood due to like trauma. So yeah, a lot of my life has just been eating and smoking and not really doing anything. And I guess I just hit a point where I was like, I can't keep doing this. I have something that I care about, which is like uh, my job. <laughs> I have a really amazing job that's really cool. That's like a dream job. And I think I just hit a point where I was like, I can't, I'm not going anywhere with this. I wanna like kill myself every day. I need something. Therapy isn't helping. And so I came to OA and I knew immediately that I belonged here. And in fact, I shared with a fellow in my industry what was going on. And they're, they're the one that connected me to OA. So that's always been, yeah. Um, came to OA, I knew I belonged here immediately and I just kept coming back. So that's the one thing I want to say is like, I kept coming back. Um, it took me about six months in program to get abstinence. Um, I took the third step and that was it. Like, I really liked the reading this morning. I think it was for today where it says like, once, you know, once we've taken the third step, it's just like everything just becomes like clear. And 
even though it becomes clear, we don't always want to do it. So it's like, I took the third step. Everything became so clear. I just like, I quit smoking pot every day. I just, I really stuck to my food plan and I, I recovered. Um, everything got so awesome. My first year, I'm like, not even a year. I think I had eight months of abstinence before I relapsed. Oh my God. Everything got so awesome. Like my career took off. Um, I wasn't binging anymore. I dropped like 70 pounds. Uh, I got an amazing like job opportunity and I moved out of the Bay area. I thought I like really thought it was the, I don't want to say it was the wrong thing to do, but I really like worked my program around it. Um, I thought, I thought my higher power wanted me to move to the top of a mountain with an, with another person in my industry, uh, and do some work with this person. And I just immediately like sunk into a depression. Like I went from going, being able to go to meetings all the time to like, there's no meetings in town. There were AA meetings, but um, there were just, there were just things about living with that person that prohibited un, unintentionally on their part prohibited me from getting like physically to meetings. Um, I hated phone meetings. I kept talking to my sponsor slowly. I stopped like going to meetings and doing my writing and talking to my sponsor. And like, I was, I wasn't eating sugar. So I didn't really notice other places where my food was getting weird. And then I was like smoking every day because like I live from home, I work from home. I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't doing anything. I was like literally stuck on this mountain with this person. And like, I was trying to get a car so I could like have my own. It was just crazy. I got really depressed. I didn't even, I didn't even know like I was getting depressed and like know that I was going into relapse. It was so sneaky. Like, I had like such a pink cloud and everything was going so well. And I don't, I don't even, it's like, I didn't even get cocky. I just like, I thought I could work my program in a way that was different, like not, and we didn't have zoom, you know, it was right before the pandemic. So like we didn't have zoom meetings. If we had zoom meetings, maybe would have been different, but like, I just hate, I hate phone meetings. I just, I, it's not the same. Like it, I don't know, just seeing other people or just like, it's just different. Um, so I moved in November of 2019. Everything was going great. January was when I, 2020 was when I started to relapse. And uh, it was just so weird because everything, my career was going so good and I had all these opportunities, like people want to book me for stuff. And like, I'm getting like a lot of attention. Like I'm getting a lot of attention in my field and people are like, dude, you're killing it. And I just, I, I really wasn't killing it. Like I was struggling. I was like going home and being sad and not talking. Like I wasn't calling people anymore and people were calling me and I just like, wasn't, I, it's so hard to answer the phone. And yeah. So I lost my abstinence slowly and, um, then everything with the pandemic happened and I found myself sheltered with family 
with my stuff on the mountain and my physical presence in another place with in an environment with my grandmother who is a compulsive overeater and I just like I hit a point where I was eating sugar and I was like stealing food from the store again and like all this crazy and that was when it was like oh I'm in relapse I'm eating whole like I'm eating whole candy bars like holy fucking shit and I still had my sponsor and like I I was in this like crazy relationship that I can't just relate this long distance relationship with this this person and everything was just so like felt so heavy and I didn't know where I was going to live like I didn't know if I was going to go back and live in this weird situation with this person um I was going I started I just started going to meetings again because I was like what am I going to do I need to start going back to meetings like there's zoom meetings now so I just started going back to meetings um, I wasn't working my program at all. I was like kind of talking to my sponsor. She was going through it too because of everything going on and her own stuff. And so it was just like we would talk and be like, yeah, yeah. And like we weren't really working the program. And I think around March, like the end of March into April, I just got so tired of like I was gaining weight again and like my job was getting just crazy and I didn't know where I was going to live and everything just felt so unmanageable. I was like, Oh, I need to like go through the steps again. Like I really need to get my shit together. And it's funny because it's like, I never really left the program. I kept a foot in like people were still calling me. I would occasionally check in and like, that's what I love. That's one of the things I love about this program is it's spiritual and like your higher power is always with you. But once you're in the rooms, people won't leave you. Like this is not offense. This is not meant to be offense. People won't leave you alone. Like <clears throat> if you come enough times, we will remember you and we will be like, Hey, we haven't seen so-and-so in like two weeks. And then your phone will start blowing up. And then you're like, Oh fuck, I haven't been to a meeting in two weeks. Like what's going on. And like, it's kind of, it's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> see. <laughs> Dana's waving. Cause yeah, Thana, no, it's a crosstalk, but yeah, Thana's done that to me where she's like, I haven't seen you in a week. Are you good? And it's like, yeah, I'm good. But it's just nice to, it's also five minutes. Oh, five <laughs> minutes. You're waving. But anyway, so that's the thing is like, keep coming back because people here will, will like call you and they'll be like, Hey, like, are you good? How's your program? Like, are you okay? And right now with all the isolation, it's just really important to like, are you okay? Just how are you doing? And yeah, so my relapse was messy and I was like, wow, I need to get my shit together. And I'm glad I didn't leave because if I, I don't even think I would be here. Like if I left, I don't, I don't know. Um, but, uh, I told my sponsor I wanted to work steps again. She let me know that she was in a place where she couldn't do that with me. And I had such, I was going to Bay Area meetings, even though I wasn't in the Bay Area anymore, because I have such a strong like community there. And somebody that I love very much that I made a connection with, like in person when I was there has been sponsoring me since March. And <clears throat> it's just funny, like, 
every spot, like both sponsors I've ever had have just been exactly what I needed. And it's all that third step. It's all that, like, all I had to do was be like, I got, I like, I can't do this. I can't like keep doing my own thing every day. It's just not working. Um, and yeah, I, it took a couple months, but I came out of relapse. I started calling people again. I started going there. Like some of you guys know, I don't anymore because I'm settled and I have, I'm back to work. But like when I wasn't working and I was sheltered and I didn't know where I was going to live every fucking day, 7am every day, but in the chair, like I would sit outside and there'd be like, animal. I don't care. Like I would every day a meeting. Um, and that's really what saved me is like just coming back and yeah um i don't know what else to say i mean this program saved my life like right now i've been kind of going through a hard time again emotionally everything is fine like everything is fine the bills are paid and nothing's going on like just emotional shit but i'm not eating over it i don't even have the desire um i've you know i the other gift of the program is like my, when my absence isn't perfect, I'm still abstinent. When like I didn't work my program perfectly, I'm still abstinent. It doesn't matter. I just have to keep coming back and doing it one day at a time. And that's, you know, that's what I want to stress is like, I know I have to wrap up, but I just really want to stress, like, just keep coming back and turning it over. Even if like, it's not perfect. If, if it's not, you know, my abstinence is I don't binge, I don't purge, I don't eat sugar. If I didn't do that today, I'm good. Like, I don't give, I don't give, I don't care about anything else at the end of the day. I'm good. Like, and I mean, there's other things, but whatever. Um, so yeah, it just, even through my relapse, I didn't totally leave. And I know that that's really hard, but I think in, in my heart, like your higher power will bring you back here because once you're here and you hear the message, you never forget it. Like you're never, if you, if you really are a compulsive overeater and I know that like many, we all are because we're here. It's like, you know, so even if you leave and you fight, you're like, no, I don't want to come, you know, and you'll be back. So yeah. And I'm going to memorize all your faces. And if I don't see you, I'll call you I and mean, you guys will call me, but yeah. Anyway, that's my, that's my relapse share. I hope it helped someone. <laughs>